when they go black show somebody <laughs> they catching the bar uh before we start the show the show the show whatever um shout out to let's talk battle rap podcast you know it's important that we have minds like this uh in battle rap it's important that we have people that 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 strive on innovation so they will be giving out a survey in the building card server which you can you know you know jot down what you got to do who you got all that in the building surveys never before never before been done never before being done so shout out to the entire ltbr team keep moving up man keep doing what y'all doing uh should i i think i got a screenshot before i before we start we start hold on hold on hold on hold on i think i got a screenshot of this i want to make sure uh Hold on, y'all. I just got to show you a little clip of it. They put it on Twitter and stuff like that. But, you know, we just got to show y'all a little bit. You got to show it off a little bit. So when, when you see LTBR team, you know, find them and get a scan code. That's what they're going to give you. You'll get one of those and you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the whole LTBR staff and team. Good work, man. Keep doing Keep up the good work. But with that being said. Yeah, man. Big salute to Jay Black for plugging in the QR codes during prime time, man. Salute to everybody out there. Let's talk battle rap. I'm your host, France. Going to go do a quick little prediction blog, a little prediction narrative blog on Summer Madness 11 and a very historic weekend coming up. The whole LTBR team will be in the building. And as you just seen a little preview, uh, we will be in the building handing out little business cards, right? With little QR codes attached to them. We'll hand them out at the end of the night or maybe in the beginning or middle of the night. Who knows? But at the end of the event, we will turn on the survey. You can go ahead and scan the QR code with your phone. It'll link to an in-the-building survey. You can pick your winners, your top performer of the night, your battle of the night, all that good stuff. We're collecting some in-the-building data, and I think it's going to be really valuable, and I can't wait to start that off. Um, it might be very innovative to the future of collecting the responses and capturing the emotions and feelings in, in real time, you know, uh, this is things that I wish was going on already in battle rap, but better late than never. Um, let's start off like this, man. Summer Madness 11. Uh, I cannot wait. Houston, we're back. You know what I'm saying? The LTBR team will be in the building. Let's break down some of these battles, man. Let's start with the UM4 finals. MVP versus Real Name Brandon. Congratulations to both of these brothers on making a Summer Madness debut. And the Ultimate Madness system has been pretty effective, man, because now we're in the fourth installment of the Ultimate Madness tournament season. And out of the eight contestants out of each finals from all the tournaments combined that have made it to, you know, the main stages, six of them making a debut. Fonz, Jay the Nightwing, Holmesy, Bill Collector, MVP, and real name Brandon. Jay the Nightwing and Fonz returned to Gnome the following year. You know, Geechee and Rum had already touched Gnome in Summer Madness prior to... um their tournament run so mvp coming from the crucible however he does have a very extensive resume has battled on many leagues and high caliber opponents this will be the first crucible to summer mana success story which i think is a beautiful thing and it's a victory within itself but to actually break down the battle i will say this man um salute to real name brandon his slogan is a cheat code his slogan could catch some fire he has the presence the base the delivery, the command, and the ability to uh, move a large crowd with all of his intangible attributes. However, the content is the only concern for me because um, in his Swervo and his next battle, 
at no moment did I feel like his opponents were ever in control of the momentum. So I don't really feel like he felt the pressure of their opponents. Like I felt like he was like he he gained an early lead and he he they never and he never trailed the rest of the game. However, his second round against Swervo and his first round against Next, in my opinion, are his only two hyper explosive rounds out of the six round sample size that we've seen so far in Ultimate Madness. While MVP started off as an underdog to Truth Watson, who was a heavy favorite. Uh, was an underdog to Kit Slade, who was still a heavy favorite, and then became favorite to win the entire thing. He's progressed every single round. He's hyper-explosive. He he can get into his haymakers in and out quick. Um, his performance is there. So I also bring a real name Brandon, though. I do see his performance stepped up over time throughout the tournament. But MVP is the favorite, rightfully so. We've seen more of him. Um, we've seen him overcome a little bit more in this tournament. There's no slight to Brandon because it's all out of his control. But, you know, I do think Real Name Brandon is very capable of putting together a one really strong round, and MVP will just last a distance. However, I want the expectations to be a little lowered because keep in mind that these guys, probably without Ultimate Madness, would not get the opportunity to be on the card like this with all the names surrounding this card. So they'll go in there thinking these guys are the like the, some of the top tiers that are on this card. Be very satisfied with the product that you receive because we're able to see and witness a little bit of their ceiling to see what they're capable of on this kind of stage. I'm going with MVP. All right, Luke Castro and Arsenal. Let's see if I get through the six battles under 20 minutes. Luke Castro and Arsenal, man. This has been interesting. I got some I got some notes and some data for this one. I've seen a lot of people question two different things, right? There's two different narratives, right? Obviously, this is Castro's Summer Madness debut. Um, so there's going to be the questions, can he rock a stage? But everybody knows he has all these attributes, all these cheat codes as well, all these slogans, and, and he's electric. So he has the capabilities to be successful in this environment. However, I've seen also people say, oh, I'm not really a big fan of Arsenal's big stage performances. Like they'll point to like Briz and Av and Cassidy. And there, there's a solid list of Arsenal battles that, in my opinion, you know, are a little un they're unsatisfactory, right? Like you're not satisfied with his performance. But one thing you can't deny is that Arsenal is outside. Arsenal knows what to do, even in even in the opportunity where he may be lackluster. And a lot of the names that you will probably say that would have been Arsenal on a big stage, clearly, a la Av, a la Briz, respect to Luke Castro. I don't think he has the ceiling, talent, explosiveness, or punches like those people. So I don't know if he can get in that bag. And the thing about Luke Castro that concerns me it's going to be his fourth battle in six weeks. Battle Gates of the Garden, Battle Jack Boy Civil War, Battle Lucas, um, Battle A Ward in Houston. And now he's battling Arsenal. So he's battling two times back to back in two weeks. Um, two out of those three battles, he's kind of stumbled in, right? So they weren't all the way clean performances. And the Jack Boy battle, I, I, I like the Jack Boy battle. Um, I wasn't all the way sold on it, though. You know, um, I didn't get a chance to see him in a competitive bout. Um, I felt like the A big dog worked towards the end of the third round. Like it was, it was really good, but I, I wanted to see a bit more from Lou, you know what I'm saying? And 700 people compared to 20, uh, 2,100, 2,500, maybe 3,000. It's a different animal, it's a different beast. But this is the number that really alarms me, right? Like I just said, Lou Castro, I stumbled in two of these three battles in the last six weeks. I have five people here. I have a list of five names that have battled three times in six weeks that had a caffeine battle. Geechee Gotti, Rum Nitty, Shuni the Rapper, Lady Caution, and Danny Myers on his gnome debut. Three out of those five names have choked on caffeine. So there, there is a valid concern from evidence and data, and, and this is just a trend that 
I, will, I, I don't know if Luke Castro bit more than he can chew. Um, I think he has the capability of having one really good round and the other two just trying to keep his head above water. Arsenal is the experienced person. He knows what to do here. So uh, I, I'm going to go with Arsenal in this battle. But hopefully Luke can prove me wrong, man. I would love to see if Luke puts it together for a full three rounds. All right, let's talk a little bit about... Let's go down this list here. Let's talk about easy and chess, man. I'll, I'll make this one quick. Um, there's obviously the if factor with chess. The if factor is, is a is a real thing. Is when you have a very high ceiling, but we have seen you consistently drop the ball, consistently not have clean performances. So there is validation for the skepticism that awaits you from predictions. There's, there's, there's a valid reason there's an audience of people that says, I need to see it to believe it, because they have seen enough times where they have been let down. Easy, although making his debut as well. So that's the easy and, and Castro making their gnome and summer manager's debut historical statistic there easy still has the questions still are reserved for easy it's not reserved for chess like chess has the if factor he's gonna have that any in every battle possibly but as far as being good on the stage there's no question that chess can rock a stage the question is can easy rock a stage and, and i think easy easy works hard enough to to study the game tapes, to put pain into his bars, to to really analyze the game, to have rub shoulders with the greats. Like I, I think he's in a position where he's soaked up enough, learned enough, and evolved enough that he can have a good performance on the summer Madness stage. Plus, his content for T Rex was like it was elite. It was high level material. So I have no doubt that he'll translate well. And if the battle goes the way I plan, it might be battle of the night. It might it might very easily be battle of the night. The only reason I'm gonna edge this to chess is because chess can get into that bag a little bit quicker. It's a little bit more experienced. Uh, knows a little bit more about the tricks and traits. And chess doesn't really rebuttal, but he has this weird little knack of, like, talking before, like, the start of a round, this little banter he creates, which is kind of like a rebuttal, which kind of neutralizes things. He's kind of developed this over time, and it's been effective. It's been really effective, and I like what I've seen so far from against Loso and Kid Chaos. So I'm going to edge this to chess. If you have easy, I have no... That, that's definitely cool with me, too. Uh, fire battle, I cannot wait to see. And more important, I want to see the fan vote on this battle because they both have cult followings, and Easy's undefeated on the app. So will this be Easy's first loss, or will Easy continue the streak of being undefeated and go 8-0 and on the URL app? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. I say that much. <clears throat> Let's move on, man. Let's talk a little bit about what other battles we got here, man. Let's talk about Hollow and K-Shine, man. Oof. It's a heavy match. Uh, K-Shine's last one-on-one battle was against Chilla Jones at the top of January where he, he miscalculated, and obviously um, Chilla Jones got the best of him in that appearance. However, Hollow, it's tough, man, because I haven't really seen a Hollow performance that I would say is to the level of, that I know Hollow Don could be. I would say his last peak performance is probably against Tayrock, which is in the same kind of environment, 2,000-plus people. In a, in a big room arena. Every battle he's had since then, majority have been in smaller rooms. Arsenal in the volume, Danny uh, in the smaller room, Math in the smaller room, Romniti in the smaller room. Like, the majority of his battles post that moment were in smaller rooms. Uh, maybe double impact, that's a two-on-two, and then against John John's a big stage. But for the most part, like, in that sample size, I feel like we haven't seen Hollow the most in his environment that he would probably be most successful in. And in Houston, and in a crowd like this, this is where I would trust Hollow the most. Um, but I did see what Shine did on this stage two years ago. 
it's very, very, very difficult to go against him, especially seeing how enraged he is, how angry he is, the way he's been talking, the interviews. Um, but Hollow is an all-time great. He's very calculated. I see a lot of people selling on Hollow when they should be buying in this opportunity. I think K-Shine wins the battle, but I do think Hollow definitely gets around. Um, and I think Hollow... It, it all depends on Hollow's approach. Hollow can have a great approach that, that neutralizes K-Shine. Like, he knows K-Shine's just going to go out there, perform, and drop haymakers and punch. So, if Hollow finds the right approach, can he negate that? Maybe. But if he fails to negate it and it falls flat, then it's going to be a very, 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 very long night. Of course, DNA is picking this to be the body of the night, as he should. I'm picking this K-Shine 2-1. Uh, and besides, Kayshawn was on a historic streak from 2018 till now, damn near not losing a battle. And to some people, not even losing a round. The Chilla Jones battle, I'm not going to let that distract me from the fact that Kayshawn is still in his best shape and best form. All right, let's talk a little bit about what else we got on the list, man. Sue Surfing John John. All right, man, look, for a long time since the match was announced, and even before the match was announced, we would just, like, debate the battle between, like, us as media members, us as LTBR, just as Battle Rap fans. Like, I would pick John John off the strength of consistency. But I'm looking at ceiling. I'm looking at the potential of of both these guys bringing their A game. Not just Surf, John as well. And I'm looking at what do they, what do some of their stage performances look like, right? So all of John John's dominant performances on the stage, where he's pretty much like, damn near got a thirty, and had the crowd chanting and going crazy, like the Reed Dallas battle, the Mister Wavy battle, the Jack Boy battle, the uh, Chess battle, uh, all great dominant performances. But the one common trend in all those performances is, I would say, his opponent either choked. Or wasn't that wasn't that good on a stage? Not, it's not at all John John's fault, but I don't think Surf will choke in this battle. And more importantly, Surf knows what to do on the stage. So when I feel like when John John is put, is in front of somebody that has high level star power, um, can be hyper explosive or raps very well, his ability to neutralize them doesn't seem as effective. That's just me. You know, and, and I look at the Ace Amin battle, for example. Like, Ace Amin is, was in the same exact boat as Jack Boy, Wavy, and a lot of these other guys. First big stage battle against John John in bullpen. And Ace made that debatable. Salute to Ace. John was still good that battle, but it's a debatable battle, in my opinion. Uh, the Ill Will battle is in the bubble, so I'm not going to use that too much as an example. But I thought Ill Will was feasting on John John. You know what I mean? So I, I see a world where Surf does not choke. Um, I think it's really difficult to beat Surf in the building because against Gotti, uh, Surf was incredible. Some people say that's one of the best Surfs they've ever seen. Um, it was the first Surf that had finished three rounds in a long time. And even against Rum Nitty, it took us more than one watch to look back and say Nitty was way better than Surf. But in that moment, in real time, people walked out that building thinking Surf was up 2-0. So I, I just think Surf is an extremely difficult person to beat in the building. Surf has antagonized the culture as a commentator for too long to allow himself to be in an opportunity to be slandered. So I, I think he rises to the occasion. Um, it's extremely explosive. And as strategic as John John is, this kind of reminds me of Twerk and Loso, where you have that hyper-explosive person returning to the stage versus the real calculated, consistent, strategic angler. And sometimes those angles don't hit when this person is just going. When when Twerk is going, like an angle is probably not going to hit on him. And when Surf is going, 
the same the same deal. Um, I'm picking Surf two one, man. I can't believe it. I I really can't believe it. I, I had John John for weeks, and I've changed my mind after after studying some game tapes. Uh, Geech and Calico, a little concerned about this battle. I'll keep it a buck, and I'm only concerned in the sense where uh, you know, there's no face off, right? So I'm never happy about that. I love to see the face off one. Uh, two. I know that Calico and Geechee have built a much closer relationship over the years than, than when Geechee first kind of mentioned the battle, first kind of called them out. They've they've done tracks together, they've done music videos together. They're both together on the Cassidy uh, venture. They're, they're both like team captains there. So they have a real working relationship. And they also have a pool party they're throwing on Sunday. So I, I'll just have to question the competitive drive a little bit there. You know what I mean? So, And I know all these guys are peers. I know all these guys have an on and off switch. They know when to turn it on and off. They, they can they can get on the stage, be the, the biggest competitors, and off the stage they're the closest of friends. So, like, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that the battle won't be good. But I just um, – I didn't expect Cal- – I've never really seen Calico this friendly uh, with some of his battles. He, he's always, he had an old school mindset of always like not talking to his opponent, not really being friendly going into it. So this is kind of, this is just kind of new to see with Calico's normal approaches to battles. Geechee's Geechee. So I, I know Geechee is as consistent as consistent can be the textbook definition of consistency. So he's been rested the longest he's been rested in years. I think he hasn't battled in almost three months. So I'm expecting an explosive Geechee performance. Um, I think Cal is a wizard and definitely will keep up. Uh, of course, everybody's kind of favoring Geechee just because of Geechee's in his prime right now. But I, I want to remind everybody we saw a really good Calico against Hitman Holla. So don't put that beside yourself. Uh, I think it's the edge for Geechee Gotti. And the best case scenario, they walk out of here with one of the top battles of the year. Or, you know, may, may, it might be a battle where it has moments in between, but the the entire battle overall doesn't live up to I guess the expectations. I think that would be if I would have to pick one battle that might not live up to the hype, it would be that one. Um but I don't wanna I don't want to say that in a bad way. I just if I just had to pick, but I still think it could live up to the hype. Um it's a good battle. I can't wait to see what goes down. I got Geechee two one edge. If you got Calico, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And I uh what battles I got left, man? I think the last battle is the main event, right? Reed versus Mook. All right, man, look. I'm from New York, so my New York card might get revoked, but I don't care, truthfully, because I'm. I, we need to be honest. I, we need to be objectively honest here, right? Reed Dollars has performed in every size arena and room that URL has available. A Born Legacy room against Chess. A Summer Madness stage and Gnome stage against Rex and John John. Um, the Lockdown card against K-Shine and Philly. A volume against Surf. In the in the bubble against Rum Nitty. You know what I'm saying? And a couple little independent ventures in between. Rosenberg Raw, Clean Paper. If you want to count those or not, it's up to you. But... If I just put a blind resume and put Reed's resume in this era and Mook's resume in this era, there's no question as to who has the better resume. Then there's also no question as to who is have objectively better stage performances. Like Mook and Iron Solomon, respectfully, one of the one of the least entertaining. I will just be politically correct on this one. One of the most least entertaining main events in battle rap history. Um, the loaded Lux battle, clean win, but you know that, that's. Most people say that's a gentrified battle rap crowd. It's not a crowd that we're used to. The Verb battle was a good electric battle, really good performance. There, everybody loved it, but that room was only 250 people compared to 2,000. Um, the two on two with Briz and, and and 
T-Top wasn't complete, ended in, in a whole damn near Malice in the Palace kind of situation. And then the Tay Rock battle, which is might be career, Mook's career high in the postmodern era, was in a room of three people. Like, I can't say Mook has a better stage performance than Reed against Shine or Reed against Chess or Reed against Rex. Like, there's not a single stage battle that Mook has is better than any of those three. So I have to be inclined to believe that Reed can entertain me more on the stage for the very least. And um, because Reed knows how to entertain me more on the stage, just battle more killers, I, I just feel like he knows how to adapt to this era a little bit more. I seen Murder Mook have a quote on Black Compass Radio where he says, battle rap should not, uh, rocking a room is not what battle rap should entail. So this lets me know that Murder Mook has not really been listening to the criticism, has not really been studying the game tapes, has not really understood the aspect of performance and entertaining in this modern era. If you put this battle in an empty caffeine room, I love this battle. You put it on the stage after six electric battles in, in one night, I don't know. Because even the Murder Mook and Verb battle was not the last battle of the night. They went like fourth. They went early for a reason. You understand me? I've been to every Mook performance in the modern era. And all of them being at the end of the night is a very tough assignment. It's a tough assignment for anybody battling last, period. Let alone for him. That he has such long rounds. He's going to storytell. He's going to angle. He's not going to punch a lot. He's not going to perform or, or, or do a lot of the things that you're really looking forward to in this modern era. And maybe we have to switch our listening ears. Maybe we have to understand that this is who Mook is as a battler. So let's give Mook this kind of attention. Um, I do think that people have been downplaying it so much um, that, believe it or not, the battle will come out good. But just off of experience, I'm going with Reed. I'm going with Reed because I feel like he he's done more. He knows how to do more, and I have successfully seen him do more in this capacity than, than Murder Mook. And it's just, even if I'm taking their small room battles, right? If I'm taking their rum, if I'm taking Reed versus Rum Nitty and Murder Mook versus Tay Rock, you can argue the material, but Rum is diff- more difficult to beat in a small room than Tay Rock is. Tay Rock is a large crowd kind of a battle rapper. So, if, in my opinion, if you take Tay Rock and put him in a no audience situation, you're, you're making him. Uh, you're increasing your possibilities of defeating him or at least creating the optics of you defeating him. If you put him on a stage, if you put Mook and Rock on the stage, that battle does not look the same, respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Um, as opposed to Rum, you, you put him in a smaller room, he's probably more dangerous, and Reed beat him. Like, you understand Rum Nitty has 24 ad battles, he's 21-3, and three, and one of these three losses is Reed Dallas who was probably the biggest underdog going into it in that year. Like, that's pretty, that's insane, man. That's insane. That's insane. Hopefully the battle is good, though, because for, for the sake of, I like when my main events are good battles. It's very difficult for main events to live up to the hype because I said, like, you're standing for five, six, seven hours after so many battles that sometimes you just, you're just fatigued but mentally, physically. You don't want to listen no more. It's, it's really, really difficult. Um... And plus, this is for history. Like, if anybody really cares about the history of battle rap, they know this battle should have happened in 2008. Uh, when maybe they were both in their respective primes. Uh, they have always kind of been around the circuits. Philly and Harlem was the original DVD battle rap rivalry before the Midwest came in and then the West Coast and the South and everything else. Um, this one's for all the marbles. This one's for hip hop. This one is for the DVD era. This one's for the golden days. So I'm hoping and I'm rooting for a good battle, 
but just going off of what I've seen and what I've known, um, the indications will let me to believe that this might not live up to the expectations, but I hope that it does. Hope that Murder Mook adapts. Uh, I hope this has all been just one big trick that he's been pulling like over us and, and he's better than we expect him to be. And I, I'm very confident what Reed is going to deliver to us. In fact, Reed, this is the only match Reed's really wanted for years. So I, I, I'm compelled to not believe he's going to drop the ball on the one battle he's been requesting. So that's my summer madness uh, breakdown. That's what I think. Those are my picks. Hopefully, let's see where I'm right. Let's see where I'm wrong. You know, I love to be wrong because it, it ages well when, when it doesn't age well <laughs> for the sake of it. All right, man. Let's talk battle rap as always, man. We will be in the building. Uh, salute to anybody that's going to be in the building or watching at home. I'm jealous of you guys watching at home. Watching at home is also fun, too. We'll be there, man. H-Town, Summer Madness 11.